This is Terry Foti, and you are listening to From Nothing to Profit. Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have Terry Foti on the podcast today. Terry Foti is someone that I really look up to. She is like one step ahead of me in life. And so I'm always watching what she's doing next. She just had a kid get married and how she approaches everything with wisdom and grace. I love seeing what she does in her personal life. But we have her on here today to also talk about, uh, not she can talk about her personal life if she wants to, but also to talk about photography and the business of photography. And Terry Foti has been a professional photographer for 15 years with a really strong, consistent marketing strategy and authentic storytelling. And she photographs stylized seniors, families, and personal branding. Uh, she's also the creative, uh, the creator of Voice Your Brand, which is a brand that teaches photographers how to engage authentically, connect consistently, and voice their brand message to the world with style, typically black and white and gold style, I think. Right, Terry? Well, that's my style, but that may not be yours, Kaya. In fact, <laughs> you are very much all about color, which I love. <laughs> that's fun. So, Terry, we're really excited to have you on here, and uh, we're excited to hear about the different things that you're doing. And uh, Matt, did you have uh, want to start off and ask Terry a little bit about herself, or do we want her to just do an in- intro of her, of what she's what she's about? Yeah, Terry, just kind of share what. what th- us, whatever else, you know, you're up to or anything else you want to add above what Kaya just said about you? Sure. Well, uh, I, like she said, I'm, I'm known for photographing seniors and their families. Uh, and I've been in business for 15 years. I started, uh, seems like a coon's age ago. I'm dating myself, but back then we didn't even have Facebook. So that's been, you know, for those of us that have been around a while, we've, we've had to learn how to navigate our businesses and grow our businesses on a whole new platform, which personally, I can tell you, I have loved, although I have had to really roll my sleeves up and learn it. So um, I, I've loved that part of it. I left corporate America. I love sharing that story with photographers because I know there are so many of them out there that have the dream of being full-time and they are currently part-time. And I am here to tell you it is possible because I literally, nobody knew this at the time because I was so embarrassed of it. I was so ashamed. I thought this is not a legit photographer, but I was literally selling out of the trunk of my car. Whatever I could fit in my car is what I was selling. And I would go to people's homes for the initial consult, for the presentation, for the sale. I've always done in-person sales from day one that way. And then all of my sessions were either in their um, homes, in their backyards. We have a lot of clients that have beautiful homes or on location. So um, that really has been the story of my business. And from there, we we grew it into a beautiful boutique studio. And uh, I really had to build that business, what I would say very quickly, because I had to replace that income. I was the only income earner and I had to know how to make money with my camera. So in a nutshell, that's that's my story. And from there, I've just really learned um, how to grow it in the ever-changing world of both photography and marketing. 
Yeah, that's really awesome. I think what always drew me to you, Terry, besides after I got to know you and how like amazing of a mom you are and how amazing of a person you are, but that you had, that you did come from corporate America. And so like you always kind of had a different spin on stuff. You know, when I was in conversations with you, you would, you would say like, Oh, well, what about this? Or have you thought about this? And it was like, yeah, that's really smart. So I always really appreciated that about you for sure. Yeah, that is, I, I will say, um, I love the marketing, the business side of photography. I, I'm one of those photographers that I will tell you, I even love that sometimes more than picking up my camera. And everyone out there is going, oh, what? Because we have this vision of, you know, we would do this no matter what. I, I can tell you I am not the photographer that says, I would do this even if I wasn't paid for it. Because as much as I love creating a beautiful image, if I couldn't make money doing it, I wouldn't be doing this. I have to make money doing it. So I am just blessed and I'm fortunate that I found something that I love that I can also make money at. But that, that's that been very important. So that really does flow from, you know, that business background, the marketing background. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's jump right in. So the first question we always ask everybody is like, what's working now? So if you could tell us a story about what, what's working in your business or what you think is working in the industry right now, just to kind of give us a perspective of what is current for you. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you the number one thing for me that is working is, is telling the story of my brand. Now I know that that's kind of a buzz thing that's going on out there, but one of the things that I did, Kaya, you mentioned that you saw my daughter, you knew that she got married. And one of the reasons that you, that that people know that is because I was literally crafting that message as part of my brand and putting it out there on what I believe is the number one platform for photographers or anyone in business that has an online business to grow their business. And that is Instagram stories. And I connected with my audience by sharing that story of my daughter's wedding. And I noticed something really, really intriguing to me. And that is that my viewers, when I would share anything about my wedding, the wedding that was happening for my 24-year-old daughter, the views were out of, I mean, they were just, they were out of this world. They, they were consistent. You can always tell if what you are sharing on Instagram stories is engaging with your audience because they're not falling off. They're not watching the first story, meaning the first little clip and falling off at the end. They are staying engaged through the entire story. And what I noticed with that is everyone was watching the, it was like they couldn't get enough. And I am, I researched, I was looking at my analytics. It was not just my high school seniors. It was their moms and it was graduated seniors. It was um, girls. And this is really weird guys that had graduated and were following me from three, four, five years ago. Now these are people in their twenties. In addition to the moms and many other people that follow me were watching and were engaged in this story from beginning to end. And I started testing this and I thought, you know why? I just started with a little bit. And, you know, I I think one of the number one things that photographers have um, wrong right now is that they think that all we need to share is the behind the scenes and what our business is. And, And we think that we're really sharing this story by saying, okay, well, let me show you I'm editing at my computer. And, oh, let me show you I'm unpackaging this product. And we think that we're sharing what people want to know. But what I have learned in the past year is that we aren't going deep enough and we can go deeper. And that's what I've been doing. That is what's working for me right now. 
Yeah, so this is really interesting. I'm trying. I'm scrambling to pull up this article that I downloaded the other day about social media engagement. And of course, I'm not going to be able to find it fast enough. But well, you hang on, Matt. You can just say that yeah. in just a second. I think what's interesting when you were saying that, Terry. First of all, I did. I watched it all, <laughs> and I'm your <laughs> friend. But I still was like, I just wanted to know what you were doing. And there was a sweetness about it that I think was very um, engaging to people. Um, you know, just the story itself. But you know, about boys, I. My daughters are, like I said, they're a little bit behind your kids. And so my daughters are college and upper high school. And the boys that are in their lives are very, like, they're sweet. They want, they, they want to have that, um, that sweet life. You know, they're, they're thinking picket fence and happiness. And I, I feel like this, uh, these young people right now, really just want to create a, um, memories. It's really important to them. I, my daughter's friends in college, freshmen in college, they all boys and girls all gave each other Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. And I never received Christmas gifts from any of my guy friends in college unless they were dating me. <laughs> and oh, so, um, I think they're, they do want to just, you know, see that, um, sweet life experiences and share those with you. And here's something I think that is even more something that we can really say, oh, wow, that's it. it. I think it even goes one step deeper. And it's the fact, where are these people? My audience are high school seniors. And, and I've always said, we we market to one person that turns into a family and then professional brand makeover, what I call headshots, what I call professional brand makeover shot. So I, mm-hmm. I market to one person, which is the senior. I don't want to get too far off a tangent here, but to support this story. So her family, so the senior, her family, her siblings, and then mom and dad, one of them or both of them have a business. And and more likely than not, they're also are on the line. So every senior that walks through my door is worth 10K to me because we, we know this. We have we we know that if I market and get one girl in the door or one guy in the door, that's ten thousand dollars if we treat our clients and and what I call create a client for life. So now I have this audience in front of me and that story resonates, but you know, this sharing my life and my, my daughter getting married and now my son's engaged because the girl, I have always said my ideal client is a girl who has been, you know, imagining and dreaming of her senior portraits, you know, since she was 14, but since she was nine, she's been dreaming of her wedding and she probably has a secret Pinterest board where she's pinning all of her wedding ideas. And I know this or not is- secret. <laughs> my my 16 year old was like, Mom, I'm planning my wedding. And so I was like, okay, I'll send you Instagram right. posts. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're planning it. <laughs> and the moms know, you know, I speak directly to the moms who are where I am. Now, this also interests younger moms who have younger kids, but she knows that she is about she is on the cusp of empty nesting. And she's on the cusp of planning this wedding. Now, I here, here's something that this evolved into is when I realized that my audience was eating this up, I stepped back and said, this is blowing my mind. I will tell you guys, and, and I mean, I, I get so bored watching my own behind the scenes. It's like, okay, we're going through makeup. Okay, we're going to do the outfits. Okay, we're going to do this. Now, I am not saying that that is not something that we as photographers should continue to show. But what I am saying is that we are dealing with an audience who is being heavily influenced by multi-billion dollar industry with a new term, and that is called influencer marketing. 
So mm-hmm. everything that we are trying to appeal to is already been conditioned. They have been set up for this influencer marketing. So I believe what we are missing in our industry right now, which so many people, a lot of, you know, many people are getting this, but most of our industry is missing it. And that is we need to act like we are influencers by marketing like influence. Does that mean you have to have 50,000 followers? No, because I made $5,000 in December just with an Instagram story, just with an Instagram story. Let me repeat that again. I made $5,000 just with an Instagram story over and above revenue. So is this working? Yes. Are we missing it as an industry? Yes. But I am finding that it's because we are afraid that we are going to lose people by saying, hey, guess what? My daughter's getting married. Hey, guess what? I just decorated my living room for Christmas. And guess what? My, My living room is going to blow your mind, but I have black and white in my living room, just like I do in my brand. So I must have an authentic brand. And then I invite these people into my living room and show them how I decorated my living room. I'm not losing them. What's happening is they are becoming deeper and deeper connected to me. And, you know, most of us can say that we are the face of our brand. Right. I mean, photographers are we are the face of our brand in this day and age. And so it's just blowing my mind that it has to be. Don't get me wrong. I believe it has to be intentional. You can't just nobody wants to see me making scrambled eggs for goodness sake. You know, I'm not going to show you everything I put out there is just as intentional and just as strategic as when I was just doing my photography business and sharing that with the world. So there is some attention to it. Oh, you're okay, good. So, yeah. So, so I, so I found what I was looking for. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's respond to what Terry just said. Well, no, no, no. I got it, though, Kaya. I found it. No, no, no. Hallelujah. No. I feel like raising my hands and swinging them around or something, Terry. That's. <laughs> it's so fun. What I really enjoy about it is I was like, okay, Terry is putting a lot of time and effort into this. Like, she must be really excited about her daughter's wedding. It never crossed my mind and certainly should have never crossed my mind that uh, I that you were doing that as a business reason. I was reeling you in and you didn't even know. You, it. I fun. know. I'm so I'm so <laughs> impressed and a little embarrassed. I'm like, well, of course, duh. But well, okay. So, you know, but, but I think magic, the magic is that it can't be something that's robotic. Like I believe if you look in your life and you find, because every part of our lives influence our, our brand, whether we want to admit that or not. And that is what really the, the, the brands out there that really are working right now are the ones that are multifaceted. And that's what people want to see. And that's why they're choosing brands. Like I am not just picking up a camera, taking your picture and selling you an image. You know, we've all said for years that we're selling an experience, but what this influential, this influencer marketing has done to everyone out there that is, you know, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling through Instagram feed and watching now, I believe more stories and the stats are proving it is they are wanting, they're getting hooked. It's why reality TV works so well. And now it's transferred over to social media. I want to know really what you're all about, Kaya. I want to know if you're into cooking, like why? I recently lost weight, yay for me, Mm -hmm. because that was a goal that I had for a long time. And I really didn't share too much about the journey until after I got to a certain point. And I put it out there once and my DMs blew up, blew up. Now, these were moms 
a lot of, you know, I have a lot of, we all have photographers that follow us and other people, and we always want to connect with everyone. And so I was getting these DMs, these direct messages that were directly like, how did you do it? What are you doing? And now I've got like this little culture of people that are drinking water. Now, these are future clients, past clients. And because, you know, those of us that are educators, every photographer is a very, very valued client as well. I mean, it, you know, we're peers. And, and so I'm connecting deeper with people because I'm drinking water. Because I'm telling them how I drink a gallon a day. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. blows my mind. You know, so I, I ask people, my question is, what is it in your life that people really can connect with that you can systematically be putting out there in the format of storytelling online? And that's what's working for me right now. Really, it's just kind of incredible. Matt, I want to hear what you have to say. You've got me totally curious what you found there. Well, no, it's just... It was some data that came, came out. Okay. It was some data that came out that I saw through some marketing stuff. And it was talking about the what marketers post and what consumers actually want to consume on social media. You know, and so it's a breakdown and it was like this huge report. And if I can find the link to it, I'll link to it in the show notes. But I only screen captured like one part of it just to kind of prove my point to my staff. And so it's interesting that about and I'm just going to say th- they do have like 10 categories, but to prove your point, Terry, that we're not necessarily posting what we should be posting for our clients is about 18% of brands post a discount or a sale, you know, so not very much, you know, one, one in five post a discount or sale, but 72% of consumers want brands to post a discount or a sale. And they, you know, it goes into like, I know you're not talking about discounts and sales, but because it goes into like posting things that are inspirational, that entertain, that teach them something that goes through all of them and compares them. But if you think about that, like if 72% of consumers want posts about discounts and sales, but only 18% of marketers are actually doing it, that's a huge mismatch, you know? And, and this whole report was about the mismatch of what marketers are putting out to compared to what consumers want to consume. Yeah. So it's just, that's interesting. Now I want to read that report. Yeah, I'll, send, I'll, I'll find the link to it and link it below. So for sure. So yeah. speaking of sales, Terry, you said that you had an Instagram story that you made money from. So was that selling to photographers or selling to portrait clients? Okay, well, it was a combination of both. One was my, you know, we all have uh, different offers that we have if we're educators and I yeah. had my brand box. And instead of just getting on the story and saying, I have this thing I need you to sell, I literally showed how I use it personally. I spent the time creating this very visually appealing in my in my living room. Actually I have this like white fur little thing over, you know, a, a little bench and and I it, it was just a visually appealing way that we like through the box and slow mo down on this bench and then visualize your address here. The response to that was just overwhelming. That was, but, and I look back and it wasn't because I said, Hey, I have a sale. It was bringing them in, showing me writing, using it myself, drinking a cup of coffee, how I use this. I'm not just selling you something. I'm sharing with you what works for me. Now that was the one thing. On the other hand, I also showed behind the scenes um, of this, this senior, uh, and her, so her mom was there, her, her sister was there. And I unfolded the story of the behind the scenes when we were downtown. And I also shared how I had photographed her older sister. And then I showed how the mom took this portrait and ended up putting it on her wall. So you see the whole story from behind the scenes, which we all do 
to the end product, but it wasn't just the end product. It was on the wall. And I had one of my clients I was working with ask me, oh my gosh, I love that. I love, can I, can we do that with hers? I love the way you showed that on the wall. And what it was, was actually, it was two, two girls above the couch, but behind that story, I also showed how I had also displayed a few other clients portraits on the wall. And one of them was in a mudroom with six different, um, I think they were 16 by 20 side by side, kind of in a row. And she loved that display. So she wanted us to replicate that display after the sale, after the fact, as an add on to her sale. And, and this is on the, both of these are on your Instagram. Yeah, story. Both of those, not the whole, I don't capture, I didn't keep all of them, but if you go to my Instagram, Terry yeah, Fogel, on under display highlights it. and you'll see display it mm-hmm. and pieces and parts of that I keep, you know, you can only keep a hundred stories per highlight and they start dropping off. So while the audience that viewed that story live in my Instagram story saw everything from beginning to end, I kept the valuable pieces because I am curating a highlight on my Instagram that really, really stresses that I think you need to get your pictures out of your camera and on your wall. So it just supports that. And I do refer yeah. to that. So that was powerful for that one client that wanted an add-on. And she didn't do exactly that, but she loved the look. And we discussed how we could add to what she already purchased by buying a couple more pieces. And let's get that on your wall. This is how we can display it. Very cool. That was just an Instagram story that she saw. Because why? Because she follows everything I do from beginning to end. And this is what I'm finding with my clients. And I just want to stress to your listeners you know, we get so caught up on how many likes we get and how many followers we have. And yes, that is very important. And we all should be looking to engage with more and growing our following. But it matters more the quality that you have because I, you know, I only have under like seven, under 7,000 followers on my Instagram. I do not have 30 or 50,000. And yet I am making sales because these are people that are highly engaged in my social media. So that's just to encourage those that think, oh, but I only have 500 or, oh, I only have 2000 or I'm just brand new getting started. It is not about the numbers. It's about your goal, your vision and what you're doing to, to grow, grow forward. That's awesome. Okay. So what is working for you right now is stories on your social media. And Matt, do we want to ask anything more about that? I don't think so. I mean, I think she summed it up for sure. So um, <laughs> I'm I'm worried about the next question, which is, what are you fired up about the industry? Because I, I feel like she, she already answered, she already answered that one as well. So oh my gosh. Well, if I had to answer it and summarize it in one sentence, it is the freedom from rules and being in a box. I am not talking about willy nilly photography technique. No, not at all. We have to create a saleable image. I'm talking about doing, we have so much freedom to do so much more than we ever have before because of the platform that puts our face in front of our clients for free. And that is video. And that now is this amazing platform of Instagram stories. That's awesome. And so Terry, I, since I've known you for a while, you took some time off though from social media. Is that right? Okay. So could, do you want to talk about that? I do. In fact, I I was actually going to enter what I, all of that, if I backed up and I, I didn't say it, but I quietly 
left the daily grind, not social media 100%, but the daily grind that I teach, you know, photographers how to get out there, how to post, how to how I'm doing this thing about a year ago. And I didn't announce it and I didn't officially say, "Okay, I'm not going to be on every day." I quietly left. And what I mean by that is the people that noticed were photographers. I had so many messages. Oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. I hope everything's okay. And I would reply, oh yeah, everything's fine. I'm just kind of getting some priority and balance in my life. And I needed to do that because I was, you know, teaching balance to photographers and yet I was out of balance myself. And I found that it was because of this vicious cycle you get into with social media. And I believe that it does not have to be that way. And so I left the daily grind of social media, but I did not, it did not at all disrupt our business because of this you know, keeping a client, creating and keeping a client for life. And my clients didn't notice it because they were the ones I would post. And it didn't make a difference to the clients that we, we of course, have been in the business for 15 years. So at that point, hopefully you have repeat business. And what my, my whole, I think what I can support with what I was seeing previously is it takes about two weeks to get back into the grind and you are right back in the flow of it. And uh, it, it, so my whole point is your business is not going to die if you feel that you need some balance in your life because ours didn't. And it took two weeks to just, nobody really noticed. And in that time frame, though, when I came back, it was like the end of November. That was when, before I just dove in, I really kind of said, okay, what's going on? What, where do I really want to insert myself um, with this balance, uh, with intention and really where I think it's at right now is Instagram stories. And that's where we're putting all, a lot of our effort, a lot of our, you know, time and uh, planned intention and strategy. Now that's not to say that that's the only place because I don't think you should have all of your eggs in one basket. I believe video is where it's at. And right now I can get my video on a platform that's where everyone's at right now. And it's very easily to be, it's easy to be seen there. That's great. Uh, so let's back up even further. So you were talking about how you were in the uh, in the business world, and then you became a photographer. So tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was holding you back, or what was the transition to becoming a full time photographer? That's a great question. You know, it really it was the fact that I was making an a lot of money in corporate America, to be frank, I I had, you know, who doesn't want six weeks paid off a year and benefits and six figure income, you know, it was just but I hated my job. And the fear what held me back was the fear that I really could make a living picking up the camera and figuring the business out, I had to know that I could make money. So my goal, I told myself, now keep in mind, this was 15 years ago. And I told myself, if I can make $1,000, with one sale, I know I can build on that and I can make two, three, four. But if I can't do that, then this isn't going to work. So I gave myself a goal. I, it was pretty, it was pretty ambitious, but I said, if I can do this by my third sale, then I'm, I'm in. And I, I, I had a conversation with my husband. This was pretty calculated. And he said, I don't know. I, I think you could, anyone could do it. You could, but I don't know if you can make that kind of money in photography. So by my third sale, I had a $1,200 sale and that's when I knew I could do it. And then I just started consuming. Remember, Pro Forum and all the forums back in the day. That's where I really dug in and really learned. Uh, started learning what I needed to know about the business of photography while I was learning how to improve my craft and, and learn that. 
Awesome. Okay, so I have two money questions that are related to that because you were saying that you're you were concerned about being able to make a living. So I have two money questions related to that. So the first one is, so if you had a thousand dollars to spend right now on something that's like industry specific, what would you what would you buy? Or it's kind of what would you recommend our audience spends a thousand dollars on in the photo industry if they were you know to help them. Well, I mean, if I'm talking to a brand, it depends on if I'm talking to a brand new photographer or someone in the industry, I will tell you that assuming that they already have a great camera and a lens, I believe that we are, and I've been saying this for three years now, two years solid. I believe the new black is video. And I don't think anyone will argue that at this point. There was a real resistance to that at first. So I would buy Uh, The best camera, DSLR, you don't have to be a videographer. You do not have to be a videographer to pull video into your marketing. But I would get the best camera for your money that will produce uh, a a piece of film, film footage. Now, with that in mind... I did it for, you know, a number of years with my iPhone and the new iPhone max now is rivaling, you know, a lot of what you can do. It's just not as highly produced. And I don't think you need to have highly produced video for pulling in great marketing pieces into everything that you're doing. And so I would say either a great camera with high quality film or the best phone, which right now it's the iPhone, you know, the iPhone 10 that will allow you to start bringing that into everything you're doing. Yeah. And I agree with that. We've worked with a lot of video people lately and they're filming as much on their iPhones as they are on their, on their cameras, which is really interesting. Okay. So the reverse question of that. So now you have that thousand dollars. What would you not spend it on in our industry? Like, what do you think is like the black hole of money in our industry? I think the black hole is thinking you have to have the latest and greatest piece of equipment. So I don't think you have to have the latest camera, the latest lens. I think you have to have, I I, I guess the, the number one thing, the number one piece of advice I would give a new photographer is get the best of what you can afford and build on that. I have seen so many photographers and to be honest, the first three years in the business, I kind of fell into that and I learned, oh no, I have to have this camera now. Oh no, I have to have this lens. And now I have to have the, it, it, it's not about that because what really clicked for me is when I saw this fabulous image, um, I forget even where I saw it. I just remember the fact that it had so much impact on me because the person that created it created it on just a point and shoot camera. And of course he was a photographer and his whole story was you need to know how to use the equipment that you have. You don't, the equipment doesn't create the image you do. You need to know how to use the equipment. And that right there stopped me from just, you know, buying the latest and greatest because I realized I need to master what I've got now and then I can build on it. So here's a joke. Are you a Nikon shooter? <laughs> okay, well, here's here's my answer to that. And I love when I get asked that. Well, and I'll tell you why I'm asking because I felt like all, if you're, because I was, a, I'm a Nikon shooter and I was put, we were put in purgatory for a while where they came out with no new equipment and we had to make our businesses work without even the option of buying new fancy stuff. And I think, <laughs> I think we all, we all came out the backside of that realizing it's not about the equipment. Oh my gosh, it's true. I'm a Canon user, okay. but here's, I started out a Nikon user. 
And I didn't know any better. And everybody said, oh, buy Nikon. So I bought Nikon. And then when I was really, you know, ready to invest in great lenses, I, at the time, it's kind of funny, you know, you're new and you just kind of go with the people that are above you. And they were saying, oh, the best glass of Canon. So I thought, well, if I'm going to be getting lenses, I'm going to go with Canon. So I switched to Canon. So I literally in my studio have both because I really didn't get rid of the Nikon stuff, although it's just old. It's really old. So I think it's whatever you have in your hands, yeah. learn how to use it. It's, abso- it's absolutely true. But I, I feel like when people talk about, oh, you know, equipment's not the answer, I always ask. You them, must be an icon user. Yeah. And you mean, you mean you shot on a D700 for like seven years in a row because they didn't come out with a new camera? So just that was just a side joke. Anyways. Um, okay. So what is the best advice you've ever received? Best advice. Oh, well, that plays in with what I just said. The best advice I ever received was master what's in front of you, build on it from there. And that really applies with everything because we there's so much, especially now, there's so much to distract us that I think we need to master what's in front of us before you get, you know, a better CRM or email system or a better uh, piece of equipment or get the latest and greatest in video. I just think you need to master. So if you don't have it, don't go out and buy all the best video equipment, pick up your iPhone and YouTube. I think that's one of the best things you can do is YouTube or go into some of our groups, you know, on Facebook and learn how to use your iPhone video. So that's really the best advice I've ever had. I like what you're saying about that because you totally did that. When you stepped back in, just even just recently, when you stepped back into social media, you mastered what was in front of you. You were looking at it before you just jumped back in and did what you used to do. You thought it through and, you know, got it, got a good idea of the whole picture and then uh, went from there. So it's interesting to see you take your own best advice again. So, uh, Terry, you, I know you have a lot of great personal habits besides drinking, uh, one gallon of water every day. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know how many times I'd have to go to the bathroom? I don't even want to have this discussion. People hang in there. It gets easier. And man, I, I that is such great business advice. It's kind of funny because people now I say, they say, what's your best business advice? And I say, I'm going to start with telling you to drink a gallon of water a day because it clears the brain fog. You're going to be more productive. You're going to make more money. You're going to be a better business person. So how's that for a mouthful? <laughs> um, and you can get a lot done on your phone in the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. So, so, but besides drinking that, what is one of your personal habits that you think really contributes to your success? Okay. I really, really, um, this is like a, a game changer for me. And that is to only to pick three things. I mean, we all have these to-do lists that are major. And you hear all these people out there that tell you how to get through and be productive and whatnot. But I focus on the top three things a day. Um, obviously I get more than that done on some days because those three things might not be real time consuming, but I only do three things at a time from maybe a list of 20 or 30 or whatever it may be. Then I do the next three, but beyond that, this is a game changer for my business. And that is, I spend 60 minutes a day. Now, sometimes it's 45 minutes and sometimes it's longer, but I spend 60 minutes a day moving the needle forward in the growth area of my business, working on my business instead of in it. And whatever that may be, if that's because I want to expand my senior program or I want to, you know, do some new thing and bring in a new style, whatever it is, I know what it's going to take to get there. And it might, you know, I have it dialed into that is going to take two solid weeks, but I can't take two solid weeks away from my business. So I break it up into making sure I'm working on the needle, moving the needle forward every day. 
because otherwise you just get completely lost in, you know, the everyday functions of our business. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, and then what is a, an internet resource that you would recommend? It can you be mean, any, yeah. any kind. You mean besides YouTube and Google? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well if you have yeah. a specific, if you have a specific YouTube channel you go to or something like that, you know? Um, well, there's a lot, but one that I have, uh, one resource I think is great is socialmediaexaminer.com. You're going to hear about the latest and greatest in social media by going to that resource. And um, it's not something to hang your hat on and just rely on that, but it does give a lot of info as to what's what's really happening right now in social media. Cool. Uh, what about a, <clears throat> excuse me, what about a book? Um, do you have any books you recommend for people? Well, this will surprise you. How about Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller? Right. Yeah, we, we've, had, we've had some guests definitely say that. Um, really? Yeah, and Kai and I both went to his workshop, and it was really good. So yeah, and here's another one because I had two. I just could not whittle it between these two. Why Simple Wins by Lisa Bodell, B O D E L L. I don't know that one. So tell me a little bit about that one. It really talks about you know we get so, and I'm one of these, and this is maybe why it resonated with me. But I have so many things I want to accomplish. A, where do I begin? B, once I do, I have all these things I need to implement, and I'm basically overcomplicating a very simple project. I, there's a quote out there that's called, that I, I love. I've posted it several times on my Instagram, and it says, "Pursue simple." make it fancy later. And that's a a Brad Martinow actually gets credit for that quote, but it kind of is in line with that. Like just get it out there and then worry about all the pretty and details and whatnot. Because I think we get so caught up in at least the photographers I talk to that want, you know, advice, like, how did you do this? And how are you doing this? It's just, you know, quit procrastinating by waiting until it's perfect. Just make it simple you know, get it out there, do your thing and then make it fancy later. That's and awesome. that's really what she talks about. Have you ever worked with Brad Martineau? I have not. Yeah. No. Alice and I worked with him for a, couple, really? for a couple of years. Yeah. He's awesome. So my favorite quote from Brad, just being in his office and hanging out with him and, you know, him and his group of buddies and stuff um, is he says, uh, ninjas are not born ninjas. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's really cool. So, anyways, yeah, he's a really awesome. He's a really awesome guy. He owns uh, Six Division in Arizona, and he was. Um, we we did business coaching with him for like like a year, I want to say. So, like last slow season, and it was pretty awesome. So, oh, that's awesome. Okay, so that's kind of the end of it. But I want you to give our audience some parting guidance. And then make sure you share how to connect with you. Um, and I think you told Kai and I before you got on the podcast with us that you have a giveaway for our audience, which is awesome. We always love that. So um, parting guidance, where to connect with you and where they can find your giveaway. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, you can connect with me anywhere on social media with my name, Terry Fode, T-E-R-I-F-O-D-E. And that is on Instagram, Facebook, although I'm really diving deep in Instagram stories at the recording of this podcast. So I just want to put it out there that you have a story to tell. We all do. I think that in the face of considering that for our brands, for each of us, for our businesses, you know, we tend to think, I don't, I'm not interesting and I am boring. And that's not true because who would have thought that I would have, you know, the kind of response and the kind of feedback from sharing the things I've chosen to share on my storytelling that's part of my brand, which is really um, parts of my family life, personal decor, business, of course, obviously, business, 
Um, IG tips. I give a lot of IG tips, how to make your stories look cute and pretty and, and effective. And then my faith. And I found some things that are pretty key. And we all have that. Everyone has that. The, the challenge is being able to find what that is for you. So I'm excited. I have something I'd love to share. It's kind of the foundation. It starts, you have to know what your message is. You have to know who you're talking to. And I actually created um, an ebook. I have a lot of people that have downloaded this and completed it to find their own message and tagline as a starter. And it's called the Brand Statement Guide. And I also have uh, an e-course surprise. It's coming out in March that is going to share and teach photographers how to literally craft their brand story, what I'm doing on Instagram. Uh, so you'll find as a, a download that will kind of start you on your way and kind of prep you at brandmybizstory.com, just like it sounds, brandmybizstory.com. And you can get that. I encourage you to download it and work through it, make a coffee date with yourself and really figure out if you have any sense of confusion as to, well, what is my basic message? This is really going to help you with that. And I, I hope, I hope your listeners, you know, spend some time completing that. And for people that want to go beyond that, that really is what I'm excited to be able to share and help them navigate through as far as all the, the ways to really nail down what would resonate with your specific audience. Awesome. That's exciting. This was this was an awesome episode. I will have to. Can, I wonder, like, I'll have to figure out a feature it or something on the on the website. You know, because like <laughs> put this it one, in a story. Well, because this one, like, this is one of those that you're. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to like 16 times before I even, oh before I even hear the subtleties of what Terry was even dropping on us. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much. And I told my wife, Allison, that I would tell you hello from her. Cause as you know, oh, she, hi, Allison. She, oh my gosh. she yeah. loves you to death. Um, so I told her that I would say hi for her, but anyway, so thanks so much for being on the podcast, Terry. I hope that you'll come back at some point and, you know, share, share more knowledge. Cause you know, you're always the best for sure. So, but thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you both. I, I had fun. All right, everybody, we're off. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.